Okay. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Huda and Tanya, for opening their home. This house should be a house, continue to be a house filled with Dvekus and Ishtorikut, and everyone that walks in here feels at home. It's a very big, uh, very big brach. Not too much at home, they go home afterwards. <laughs> but some people stay. Some people, some people stay, but. <laughs>
And it's the day that we've been we've been spending a lot of time from last night and today, maybe in life, but especially in this house also, of channeling into this this gift. Pasha, I don't know a better word to say. This gift of all gifts, called Ibnasan Steinhardt, Ibnasan of Nemerov, Ibnasan of Breslov, a gift. A gift that keeps on giving, like his name, Natan, right? Back and forth. Nun, taf, nun. It's just back and forth. It just keeps on giving. Lo, lo, mafsik. It doesn't stop. And so much of the gifts that he gave us was trying to understand what Rabbi Nachman really was, was doing in this world and bringing down to the world. The best, he was the best uh, transmitter of 
what he received as Kli Rishon to us. But sometimes Rabbi Nachman had these one-liners, not sometimes, all the time. He had these one-liners. On one line, he could put just everything into perspective. Everything into perspective. And okay. one of those one-liners is something that today, it's become even a, one, uh, a two-worder, actually a three-worder, I guess. Today we, we look at Yiddishkeit and we have this, we see there's so much, so much checklist Yiddishkeit going on. Checklist Yiddishkeit. I did it. I did it. Checklist. I may even go to Gan Eden. Could be. <laughs> but can you imagine, I mean, if, even if that's true, sitting in Gan Eden next to a bunch of checklisters, how bored you'd be. <laughs> you'd be so bored, right? So it's not just checklist Yiddishkeit, it's, it's uh, howling beast Yiddishkeit. And that's what the Rebbe said when he said, it's true, you're all checklist, you're all kosher Yidin, looking at the students, it's all good, you're doing the right thing, you probably will go to Gan Eden. But that's not why I am me. That's not why I'm doing my thing. And it can't be that that's why Hashem blessed me with what He blessed me with and why I worked so hard from such a young age, to develop such a deep connection to my neshama, was in order to make sure you're all just law-abiding, good Jewish citizens. He says, I wanted you to be like chayota no'amot bayar. I wanted you to be like yidin that know that even, not only when I'm doing bad, I need to scream to you to get me out of it, but even when I'm doing everything right, that's the whole chiddush here, even when I'm doing everything right, dafka, then I actually feel the need to scream even louder. Even louder. So, many years ago, a very holy Yid named Yisrael Dagan, a Breslover Chassid, came out of a Hisbodidus with this nigun to the words we just said. And it's one of my favorite nigunim in the world. <coughs> taken by this song. I was so taken by this nigger. But then I saw a bunch of the Khatan's friends and the Kala's friends, they went into the dance circles and whenever I got to this part in the song, this is what it sounded like. Okay, when I got to the part, 
suddenly you hear, oh, oh, and everyone was not. It wasn't like anyone was doing anything weird. So I remember my first time in Oman. It was about 23 years ago, the first time I went, and I also never heard such a thing that at night. When I went to sleep, I thought there was Khalila, like some kind of a stabbing or something outside the building of where I was staying. Because I heard all these people screaming their heads off like at 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning. But really, what, what were they doing? They were chayot anoamot bayar, lelot shlemim. They were howling beasts. Nachon atem anashim people consider themselves to be orthodox from, and his protodus was optional. And he's going to laugh at how people could actually think that they can be engaged in a proper relationship with the Rebona without being a chayan no emet bayar. He says, one day, like people, just like today we look back at certain things, we're like, oh my God, how could it be they felt that, that you know, that same thing is going to be with his protodus. We're going to look back one day and be like, how did anyone really think that they could figure out how to travel this narrow bridge in this world and not, be, and not get freaked out without listening to what's going on inside. So let's go shlav by shlav. Something very simple. In all the Torahs on his Bolivus that Rabbi Nachman shares with us, he, he uses a very important, I think this is the important two words in the Torah of his Bodedut. And Rebbe says, yeah, you have to talk, you have to speak to your Creator, it should be in your language, set times, this and that, set place, not necessarily, but it's adif to do it out in the fields, blades of grass. But then he says, yefaresh sichato. This is the deepest two words. And I want you to pay, if you ever look inside the Sefer again, you'll see it now, it's going to pop out. Yefaresh sichato. That means, the outcome or what actually happens to a person when they engage in becoming a chayan right? When they let loose and they realize the siddur is only a prep for davening. Shachris mincha are only like preps for actually to, to really daven. You'll notice that his Bodhidrus 
is you giving a perush to your chatterbox. It's you understanding what you really want in this world. You get an opportunity to figure out what it's worth dreaming for and which dreams are worth pursuing. You get a perush to your sicha. Understand? The faresh sichato. Like a perush. Rashi is a perush. Parashani is a commentator. Sicha is a conversation. Yefaresh sichasam. Rav Nassim is constantly showing us through his Rebbe's teachings that what we really, really want to figure out while we're here is not what to do. It's to figure out what we want, what our ratzon even is. And the only way a person can really, really be in tune with what they want from this world, what they want to do in this world, who they want to become, is when they allow themselves to hear, to get to take a listen to the inner sikha that's always happening day and night. Can you imagine if people actually, if you actually wrote down all your thoughts that you had in an app, you thought I was going to say in a day, no. From the moment that I walked in here late till right now, right? If you could give a perush, to all, if you could write down all the thoughts you had in the last 15 minutes, what are you supposed to do with all that? Where does that go? You think all these thoughts, they go in and they go out? Quite often they come in and then they clutter. They clutter. They take up space. They take up space. I know it's, if it's okay with you, I know it's the Rebbe Nassim Zayi, when I say it to Rebbe the Rebbe. kidding, inside joke. Um, <laughs> the Alter Rebbe says like this, he says there are two types of machshavas, two types of thoughts a person can have. One type of thoughts consumes space, and one type of thought creates more space. It's like gives you more air. The more you think it, the more room you have <coughs> to breathe in your mind, in your thought in your consciousness. Certain types of thoughts, they just take up. They take up all the space. You have to keep on buying external, external, external hard drives. One after the other. En makom. En maspik makom. And, and what his is, whether, whether you want to admit it or not, is basically to your thoughts just going... That enables a person to walk on the narrow bridge that Rabbi Nachman spoke about. You have it up here in the house? You don't have Vaikar Lolit Pachit? Where is it? Yeah, Vaikar But the most important thing is, since the world is but a narrow bridge, don't freak yourself out. The world's narrow enough. It's crazy enough. You don't have to add any more Mishagas. But Reb Nassim gave a name to this bridge which I wanted to talk about tonight. It's, it has a name. The narrow bridge. This narrow bridge upon which we walk has a name. Reb Nassim says the name of this bridge is called Emet. That's the name of the narrow bridge. And when a person is privileged to be attached to Emet, it doesn't matter how narrow the bridge is because as long as that's what you're walking on, you are safe in this world. You're safe. And it has to be emet. It has to be where emet is. Now, I've said so many times, I'm sure you've heard from many people, 
If anyone ever comes up to you and says, I found the truth, run as far away as you can from them, right? <laughs> so, what, so what's going on over here? Like, are you supposed to know and, de- and maybe even declare, like, okay, I found the truth, I found Emet, I found the truth? Well, in, in Yisbordus, obviously, there's, a no- there's this movement towards that place of I'm getting closer and closer to tasting what Emet really is. But if my Emet means that your emet is weak, then my emet is such a, a it's such a it's such a not cute joke. Put it like that. If my torch of truth has to put out your torch of truth in order for my torch of truth to be true, it means your emet is very shvach. I had a really <coughs> funny taste of this one time in the airport in, in Kiev, in in, uh, in uh, Ukraine. We were coming off of one of our trips, I think it was the first one that, that you were on. And we were sitting, we were in the airport, waiting to, waiting to go home. After like one of these three, four long, grueling days. Day, and they just davening, davening, like, it's all, it's just a beautiful camp for a few days. And I got to the airport, and some, some guy, some yid going back to Eretz Yisrael, he looked at me, he said, Ma, bata mi Rabbeinu? I said, yeah, he said, we just came to Rabbeinu. Even though we had just been at Hadich also, by the Alter Rebbe. So he said to me, Shma, ani aiti 15 shana belubavich, aiti bekraunaitz. Veze lo mitkarev lishni achat shel tikum klali etzel Rebbe. Thinking that that was going to make, you know, that, I'll just explain he said, I lived for 15 years in Crown Heights. I was by Lubavitcher Rebbe. And now one minute of Tikkun Klali is like <laughs> all those moments by Lubavitcher Rebbe. So I was in such a good mood. And like the, the, the Kanoi Kohen in me didn't want to come up and appear. I wanted to just be like, oh, that's so sweet. I'm so happy for you. But I couldn't ignore it. And I said to him, do you think Rebbe Nachman needs you to say that? Meaning, in order for your truth to be your truth, you have to say that. But anything else can't be. Can't be. What I'm sharing with you is an inner dialogue that I have with Rav Nassim all the time. All the time. Because I've never, no one has ever come across, since the time of Moshe Rabbeinu and Yoshua, it doesn't seem that there's, you don't see any type of, of a relationship like that. Like the sun and the moon like Rabbi Nachman and Rabbi Nassim. <coughs> you have a lot of very close relationships with Chulei, Rabbi Talmud, but by Rabbi Nachman and Rabbi Nassim, there's something here, we said last night, Rabbi Chaim Kramer explained this in his brilliant way, Rabbi Nachman, the sun, if you gaze directly at the sun, you can't, you'll be burned. So you need the reflective light of the moon, of the Makabel, of the Mashiach, right? In order to give you access to the light. And that's Rabbi Nassim, the gift that keeps on giving, that's what we feel from the Nassim. And you don't find this type of Lashon even by anybody. Look at any of the other Sfarim of Tzadikim that spoke about their Rebbe, the way Reb Nassim spoke about their Rebbe. In. There's nothing. Nothing. It's a different, different lexicon. It's a different hemisphere of, 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 a, of relationships. I'm not sure. Lo yuman. But I dafka want to always have this this conversation with Reb Nassim because you all know that Reb Nassim did not start off as a Breslover. Reb Nassim started off as a Berdichever. 
Ibn was a chassid of the Kedusha Slevi. In fact, there's a piece of Kedusha Slevi that was written by Reb Nassim. He's the one that wrote it down. And the famous story is, one Motzei Shabbos, he was sent out to go and buy bagels for the Malava Malka and Berdichev. And can you imagine being a chassid of Reb Levi Yitzchak Berdichev <coughs> and your shlichah says to go get bagels for Reb Levi Yitzchak's tish? Not that Reb Levi Yitzchak ever got to that. To the bread, I doubt it. I can't imagine. I don't see him indulging in bagels and, and cream cheese and lots. And Reb Yitzchak Berdichev, not so much. But to be in it, to do anything for the presence of that tzaddik, Reb Levi Yitzchak Berdichev, and the story goes that Reb Nassim was on his way to buy the bagels and he stops. He's like, I don't, I don't think this is my Indian. I don't think this is my, what I'm here for. Now, I always wonder if he meant, I don't think my Indian is to be a chassid of Reb Levi Yitzchak, or did he mean, as a chassid of anybody, I don't think my thing is to go and buy bagels. Do you hear the difference between the two? Because it's a huge difference. And that's the conversation I, for years and years, in my mind, I want to. I wish I could have walked with him. And you know, we've been to Berdichev. You could visualize these places. They look the same. Two hundred, three hundred years later, you just imagine walking with with with, with the Eliger of Nassim, Motzei Shabbos, going to get some bagels for Ablevi Yitzchak, and him stopping and having this moment of like, I just don't feel this is my. I don't know what my derech is, but I know this is not it. And what it probably took from him to follow his Nikuda of Emmet. But my point is, I can't imagine for a second that Reb Nassim's point of Emmet became bigger to him by downing Berdichev. There's no way. En Sikui. There's no way. It can't be. It can't be. So let's go back. That means that this Nikuda of Emmet, of truth, of real deep truth, is something that has to do just beini levein atzmi. Aviatar Bani has such not one brilliant song, but his songs are basically, you know, one massive, he's part of his session. And in one of his songs called Avar Achaman, he talks over there about basically doing shalom bayis. But he's talking there, he has man lasot shalom beini levein atzmi. Making shalom between me and myself is the path to this nikuda of emes, and it's so not attractive because no one knows about it. No one knows about it. It's just your own thing, and if nothing had to go through this grind, his own thing, to figure out what this nikuda of emes is. Now, obviously, he found it, but he didn't stop davening to be connected to the nikuda of emes, even though he found it. The most horrible thing in the world is when spouses stop davening for each other once they met each other. That's the worst thing in the world. You see a guy or a girl before they met their zivug, oh, I'm davening for them so hard, my God. I'm, I, I, I do anything, if I could just find them, tefillahs, I have to find them. I found them! Yalla, akol tov. Anyone that knows anything about the, the ptimius of things understands that it only starts once you found them. The avoda only starts once you found them. And the davening for each other only starts once you found them. And here we come to what we want to really, hopefully, touch upon tonight in a very profound way. We're here in... Hashem should protect all our Shomrei Yisrael, Bezat Hashem. 
We're here sitting in Eretz HaKodesh. And in Archever and Efrat, we have a, if we're trying to like, there's so many different possible mission statements for Archever and Efrat, our shul, our gila. And you know, one of them that comes up quite often is, you know, we keep on making Aliyah. It's basically a bunch of people that made Aliyah, and you gotta keep on making Aliyah. Because we understand that the real avoda of Eretz Yisrael has very little to do with just moving here. It starts once you're here. And anyone that's done that before, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Just like with the marriage. The, you find the emet, then the, 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 the passion to be connected to emet has to be davened over. Has to be davened over. So too with Zivugim, and so too with the Nikuda of Eretz Yisrael. So even though, yes, Reb Nassim had left Berdichev, and then without getting so, too much into the into the story, but he, he finds Rabbi Nachman, it was a whole dream, and they, they meet each other. Uh, Reb Nassim wasn't, uh, he, he, he wasn't like, I found the truth. He's, he basically said, there's a da'at in me, there's something in me that knows this is right. This is, this is fire. But Ribbono Shel Olam, I'm begging you, I'm begging you, please make this fire erupt within me. So many of us, you know, we come to Eretz Yisrael, we, we're here, but we don't say like, and then, okay, Hashem, now that I'm here, may, may Eretz Yisrael now begin to simply blossom within my, just within the, who, who I am. And that's the tefillah that Reb Nassim basically said the night, the first Shabbos that he had with Rabbi Nachman. The first Friday night he spent with the Rebbe, he was in Breslov, and after the Tish, or, or whatever exactly was taking place, the story is that Reb Nassim walked around the city of Breslov, and uh, he kept on saying the following, the following words, which the same guy that composed that nigun about Chayot on Amotzer, so the same guy he wrote this nigun as well. Bless the boy, 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 B
to the Nakuda of MS and reminding ourselves why we're here in the first place, thinking about what Hashem had in mind when He told Avram Avinu the two famous words, Asher Areka, this is the place that I show you who you are. Asher Areka, I show you who you are. And that happens exactly like we said with Yisbodirus, Yisbodirus is Eretz Yisrael. It's Asher Areka, I show you who you are. You hear your own sicha, you hear, you understand your own conversation. What a gift to hear and understand your own conversation. That's what that's the Bechina of Eretz Yisrael. And this is the trap. We come to Eretz Yisrael, we did it, it's okay. In Chutzlaretz, I had to be very makbid on a bunch more checklist stuff. Yeah, it's, I made it, it's Achol Good luck, next generation, with that kind of chinuch. Doesn't work. <coughs> we gotta keep on making aliyah. We gotta keep on asher al ekar. It uh, only starts when we come home. And I think the Rebbe was really mechaven us to this place with every one of his teachings. As Reb Shlomo would say, it's it's so much deeper. Whatever you think it is, it's so much deeper. You're so much deeper than you. You get it? You're so much deeper than who you think you are. Okay, I want to know, how, how do I figure that out? Take one Eitzah of the Rebbe. Take any Eitzah of the Rebbe and cry over it. Any Eitzah in any one of the Svarim. And cry over it, and you won't have to ask that question for that much longer. You'll know where to go. This is what Reb Nassim left for us. This pathway, this access to the Amas, such an inviting, inviting place. Ashrei Misha Margish Muzman, 
הלוואי שכולם ירגישו מוזמנים. Praiseworthy is the person that feels invited to this chamber of, of, of counsel. Not everyone gets to feel that invited, but when you do, there's no looking back. And again, it's your emet, it's nothing to do with what anyone else is doing. That's the, that's the ish, that's the ish that Ibn Asim was talking about. I know there's something here. And I just want to be more connected to it, so please burn this fire in my heart. Let's stay with Eretz Yisrael forever, but definitely even right now, I mean, with what we're learning. Let's stay l'chaim to Eretz HaKodesh. There's a, there's a, um, a tefillah from Reb Nassim. And this tefillah, I feel that, um, this tefillah says it all. But in order to understand the tefillah, It's going to help us stay on the narrow bridge called Emet, just to learn one thing outside from Rabbi Nachman. Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Nachman has three different, seeming to be conflicting perushim on the concept that the Meraglim said about Eretz Yisrael. Where they called it, it's a land that devours its inhabitants. Eretz Ochelet Yoshvea. Right? It's a land that consumes you and that eats you up. And before everyone starts to get very cynical and sarcastic, leave it. Let's see what the Rebbe says about this. Because it's true. At a certain point when you ignore your nekuda of searching for emet, for emet, uh, you do feel, you just feel completely consumed and swallowed up by everything that's not important. And now think about this. In our own lives, how fast? We could be on fire, and then how fast Do we get consumed? Not just that we have a negiyah, we have a little bit of a, of, a, of a brushing with not even the other side, but even but things that are simply chol. It's nothingness. It's empty. And the more you're, the more you're in tune with the narrow bridge, which Reb Nassim labeled as emet, the more that even the little things, not even stuff that are tamir legamre, like the Tanya was saying a few days ago in the Daily Tanya, but even klipas noga, even the stuff that's in between, right? You can't stomach it. But yet, how easy do we find ourselves? And everyone today brings examples from basically going like this, next video, next picture on our, on our gadgets, right? on our phone, but in our minds, next, right? just get swallowed up by it. Before you know it, you're completely not where you thought you were. And when they say it's yeshivish, you're not holding. You know, you know what I mean right there, right? You're not holding. I don't, know, I don't know what the modern holding is. They say you're not holding in like 2023 and not yeshivish language. Anyone have a suggestion? No? Huh? Lo'alze. Lo Lo'alze. You're not on it. You're not on it. And that's what happens to us quite often. That before we even realize, we're under the assumption things are good. A marriage, we're under the assumption things are okay. I haven't davened over it in so long. I haven't discussed the emet of, of what I want the home to be like in so long. But because I made aliyah, 
I got married. I found Rebbe Nachman, but I don't say before I know it, I'm completely just a label called Israeli, Breslover, married. <laughs> check, check, check. Mamash. Holy checks. Gan Eden checks, like we said in the beginning. Gan Eden checks. You're going to go to Gan Eden. I think it was the Bilvavi or the Slanimus says, he says, you know, you can go, you can go. He says, what's going to be is that if you go through this world without developing a relationship with the mitzvahs that you're already, you're anyway doing, you're going to go, they're going to grant you Gan Eden. You're going to sit in a place that has a bench. There's going to be a label there. It says on it, Gan Eden. So you're like, okay, I guess this is where they sent me to. You come and you sit down. Someone comes and sits on, a, on the bench <coughs> next to you, and you're both kind of like, you know, you're looking at your nails, I don't know what you're... And after a few minutes, you're looking at each other and like, what, what, what do you think happened? And the other guy says, or the other girl says, uh, I don't know, but they told me to come here. They told me also to come here. How come I don't feel anything? I don't know. So then do you have Avramovinu come and walking by with a smile, right? And they say, oh my God, hey, look at Zayda, Avramovinu. Avramovinu, you're here. Okay, you must be in a good place. Avramovinu, how come I don't feel anything? He said, what, do you, what, do you, what did you think it was? You think that you weren't meant to develop a relationship of feeling with the mitzvahs and the Torah that you were learning while you were down here? So the Slum Rebbe says, in accordance to the emotional connection you have to the mitzvahs that you do when you're down here, to that extent will be whatever this inyan of Gan Eden really is. The Bilvavi Mishkan Evna says, literally, it's that That's when people say we have Gan Eden in this world. It means to be, feel something with the mitzvah, with a teaching, with a Shabbos, with a marriage, with Eretz Yisrael. That's the mirror. That's what it's going to be up there. Reb Nassim was with, there was no other Rebbe besides Rabbeinu HaKadosh, Reb Nachman Tegis Chosia that spoke about Eretz Yisrael the way Rebbe Nachman did. No other. From all the Svarim. And it doesn't mean, again, I'm not downing any other Sefer. I just want to emphasize, emphasize that by Rabbi Nachman and by Rabbi Nassim, who were both Zolcheh to be here, Eretz Yisrael wasn't just a, um, another important checklist thing that I, I don't think they said, you know, Mishaberach Eretz Yisrael and the Breslau Rishtibel, but it's not like, they were there. There was, you know, one of the most, one of the most, one of the most chazak, chazak, chazak Breslau Rishtibel ever. His Yorzeit, I think, was the sixth night of Hanukkah. His name was Rabbi Avram Ben Nachman's. He was the son of Rabbi Nachman Tolchiner. Rabbi Nachman Tolchiner was one of the top students of Rabbi Nassim. And this Rabbi Avram Ben Nachman, he moved here. He lived in Eretz Yisrael. He lived in Yerushalayim, but he still made the pilgrimage back to Uman. You're talking towards the beginning of the 20th century. And who did he spend time with every time he got to the dock in Yafo? Before he would pilgrimage to Uman for a few months, he would spend time with Rav Kook. Rabbi Avram Berev Nachman. So he left us some of the most, most important works on how to understand Likutim Moharan. Be'er HaLikutim. That's Rabbi Avram Tolchiner. Rabbi Avram, they call him Rabbi Avram Berev Nachman, the son of Rabbi Nachman Tolchiner. And Rabbi Avram, uh, this Eretz Yisrael Yid, he, he passed away in Uman. He was going to 
because he went for Shabbos Hanukkah, he was going to come back after Hanukkah to Eretz Yisrael, and he died there. But he was going back and forth. Back then, he was going back and forth. People kvetch today to have to go through Romania or, or, uh, or Moldova to get to Loma. This what he what he must have gone through. So according to his shita, it's a very it's a very deep thing. And he was mamish when he was in Eretz Yisrael, he was so longing to be by Litzion. But every second he was by Litzion, he was longing to be back in Eretz Yisrael. By him, it was mamish one, you know. So Rabbi Avram Berev Nachman has an Indian like this, and he says like this, this is a cloud. Whoever learns Breslov Chassidus and gets stuck on the concept called the Tzadik, which is by many a stumbling block in their learning and connection to the teachings of Likutei Maharan and all the Breslov Yisvarim. For many people, most conversations that I am blessed to have with people that are struggling, it's not anything else other than what is this obsession with the Tzadik, the Tzadik Emes. You know why? Because it seems to them that if you're saying about one person there at Tzaddik Amos, what does that say about everybody else, right? What we were saying before about our truth, our torch needing to put out your torch. So Rabbi Avon Bereb Nachman had this shita, and it's an amazing, amazing shita. He says that whenever the, the, the Rebbe says Tzaddik, whenever Rebbe Nassim uses the word Tzaddik, he's only referring, he's always referring to Mashiach. To whoever's going to be Mashiach. And Mashiach's everyone's Tzaddik Amos. Mashiach is not a shita. Mashiach is not a... How do you say shita? It's not a... Uh, how do you say shita? A method, yeah. Like a derech, one derech. Mashiach is, is, is the whole thing. So he said that that's what it's referring to. It's referring to the tzaddik is Mashiach. Bechinas, it's Mashiach. So this Rabbi Avonber of Nachman's he brought down this like Eretz Yisrael Dika Breslov or Chassidus, which you see, you know, Chabad got the whole world, but Eretz Yisrael is, is, is Rabbeinu. Is Rabbi, no. It's not stunned. There's an Indian year of the Rebbe's Torah and the way Rebbe Nassim davened over Eretz Yisrael for us to take hold of and to make sure that it pulls us to the Nekuda of our own Emet. Without apologizing, without being apologetic about what our Nekuda of Emet is. And for all of us, for Klal Yisrael right now, it seems that Hashem is giving us opportunity after opportunity to be shluchei de'ara de'eretz Yisrael, to be better emissary. Eretz Yisrael has the worst PR. You know what? The, two things have the worst PR in the world. Eretz Yisrael and... And, and, and Hashem. L'havdiyam. God has the worst PR, and Eretz Yisrael has the worst PR. Isn't it? It's a crazy thing. Most people that speak in the name of Hashem are, should, should find a different job, right? Find a different gig. And definitely, people that speak on behalf of Eretz Yisrael, especially in any type of, um, I don't know what you call it, the proper national, obviously political, Arena, what, what, what Eretz Yisrael's PR, Reb Nassim was Eretz Yisrael's PR. And, and more Reb Nassim, there's no one like Reb Nassim when it came to how to be a spokesman for Eretz HaKodesh. There's no one, there's nothing like it. So, you know what, I have, I don't, I, Baruch Hashem, so many people are here. I, I made some copies of this tefillah. I'm going to pass them around. And we're going to dive in it together. Because this is really... You could pass these around. I'll give one for games. <coughs> this, is, this is a tefillah over Eretz Yisrael. 
Tanz in one for Bina. Wir gucken jetzt vieles, Chelek Aleph, Tfila ein Gemot. Now to go back to what we started with, this is based on this is based on the teaching about Eretz Ochelet Yoshver, the land that consumes its inhabitants. I only gave you one parish before, but the other parish that Rabbi Nachman has is that wouldn't you do anything to be fully consumed by the by Emet? Like wouldn't you do anything in the world to be completely swallowed up? In, in the best way in the world, by Emet, by Eretz Yisrael, the, the light of Eretz Yisrael, the mochin of Eretz Yisrael. So Rabbi Nachman says that's what happens to certain people when they come to the tzaddik. So they, they're not really fully there, and they stop davening once they get to the tzaddik, and they never get consumed by the tzaddik. And then there's some people, they come to the tzaddik, they come to the light, they come to marriage, they come to Eretz Yisrael, and they know that that's when they start davening. And they become part of what they what they were davening over, like the Rebbe says in the Kuti Maharan, "Ki teva hamazon, teva hanizon leefach lemazon." That the nature of what you consume becomes you. Literally, you are what you eat. You know that, like a bunch of what we eat stays within us, right? So in Eretz Yisrael, like this, this the people are so freaked out by. I can't be fully consumed by the light or by that other person <coughs> or, by Eretz, or by anything. Why? Because what about me? Will the real me still be around? I'll be losing myself. And you know, I've got to be individual. I have to have my own thing. I've got to be me. I, have to, I, can't, I can't give up on that. Who's talking there? And why are you so sure that you, the way you are right now, is something you want to hold on to? What's, what frightens you? To be consumed by the light? By the... By, by the truth, by the Kedusha. The real Talmudim, we only have Rebbe Nachman because there was someone like Rebbe Nassim who became consumed by the light of the Tzadik. We would not know there was someone like Rebbe Nachman if there wasn't someone that was willing to shed himself of any self-identity aside from Ratzon to be close to what matters in this world. That's the only reason why Uman exists, why we know about... Rebbe Nachman, this is not my opinion. The Rebbe said this himself. It's not my, I'm not giving you a Beirut right now. The Rebbe himself is telling you and I, he said this in his time. No one would ever know anything about me if it wasn't for my Nassim. So, when it comes to the, when the Torahs of, of davening over Eretz Yisrael, keep the Torah we just learned in mind, and look at this. We'll daven it together, Okay. Nassim says like this The God of Faith your infinite kindness and your infinite compassion. What should you merit us for? Come, 
complete faith, the full heart. May I merit to believe in you, Hashem. And in your true tzaddikim, be'emun ha'shlema, be'emes. Emun ha'shlema. This is what Ibn Asun was darshaning right before he died. This is what he was talking about. Be'eske li'kanes u'lizdabek u'likalel besoch shlema se'emun ha'kdaishan. May merit to enter and to cling and to become included in that which is full, complete, and holy emunah. And I should be strong and amitz. I should be courageous in emunah kedoshan. This is an important Indian. In order to do this, what he said right now, you have to have omets. You have to be courageous. Courageous doesn't mean to be a hero to show everyone you could win wars. To be amitz means I'm brave enough to trust that when I have a moment when I want to remove all the this is me, this is me from me, because I know that it's just not going anywhere. I'm, I'm, I gotta go vital, I gotta move on. You need a lot of courage to just let it go and be like, sorry, we're not moving on together. Until I merit to completely flip over, change over from the gashmius, from the physicality of my body, to the essence of holy faith. Ve'amuna hagdosha tochaloti Ad she'yiye nechao Ve'nizbat el kol hara hanechaz bi Holy faith will eat me up, will consume me until I'm completely mevutal, I'm nullified from all the ra that was holding on and basically preventing me from becoming me. So that's, that could happen anywhere in the world? What do you think? Could that happen anywhere in the world? This avoda, what he described right now? I don't know, because here he takes it up a notch. Utezakeini meira lavo le'eret Yisrael May I have the merit of coming to Eretz Yisrael peacefully without too much harm. And we'll talk about the type of harm he was referring to in just a second. And here in Eretz HaKodesh u'lizkarev u'lizdabek b'tzadikim amitim b'tveikus gadol u'b'emun ha'shlema b'emet and once I'm here to come closer and closer to the true righteous ones with such an amazing, incredible amount of dveikus and full, complete faith. But please, God, have compassion on me. 
And you and I know so many families, they worked so hard. They did everything they could to try to get here because they knew it was the most important thing they had to do and the greatest decision they could have ever done in their life. And then you see that once they're here, such chaos, such mishagas, have mercy on me. Please don't hold my past against me. And you can hear the unspoken echo is I won't hold your past against you if you're willing to part ways. Open up the gates of righteous faith. Help me enter into this faith for truth. And to be nechlal, to be completely included, to be absorbed with such a tremendous sense of being part of this. Like we said before, till I merit to become eaten and consumed by the Emuna and to completely liot ish nehepach to its holy essence. To the essence of what Eretz Yisrael is all about. Into what the truly righteous men and women are all about. And then Reb Nassim screams out, And the land should not vomit me out, the land should not spit me out. We're not just talking about moving back, leaving. It means living here and feeling so foreign, feeling so far feeling like everything's a fight, feeling like everything's a struggle. The land should spit me out by just like it spat out so many nations before me. Although I'm not saying I'm worthy to touch upon such holiness, who am I to say such a thing? To even be part of Eretz Yisrael? Who am I to say? I haven't been such a Shana Medala, such a Shana Boyal. I haven't been such a good boy or girl. I've been a little bit naughty. And I know what happens to most people in 2023 when you say the word naughty. You go to a really dark place. Let's stick with Reb Nassim's state of what he considers to be naughty. Look what he says here. I've neglected my holiness. I've neglected. I've been out of touch. I've been not sensitive to what really, really makes me me. 
and that's the chelik your infinite, countless compassion that you have on us. May this body that's called holy faith that I hope to become absorbed by, may it tolerate me, may it be so veloti in it. Always hold me. Ad asher I need all levels of complete faith to be what my life becomes about. You and I know that the only the, the extent of me feeling alive is the extent of how much I feel that Emuna, like Nisim told us last night, is the muscle that I'm constantly training. To the extent that I go to the gym, does my body feel healthy? To the extent that I actually take this muscle called Emuna and I work it, that's the extent of my life force. Nothing else in life makes me feel alive than how much I work and invest in this concept called Emuna and how much I daven over Emuna. Reb Zalman used to say that people think that faith is a noun. And there's nothing more off than that, because faith is a verb. We're faithing. You get it? Faith is not I either have it or I don't have it. I'm either working on it or I'm not working on it. I'm either davening over it or I'm not davening over it. Let's face it, most of us that grew up from think we have God because we were grew up from. No one told us you have to work on faith. You have it. You're born religious. And then we get zapped at a certain age when we get in touch with our souls and we're like, how could this person, this fresh Baal Tshuva, this fresh convert, that spending like maybe a few months in Yiddishkeit, how could it be that their belief in God is infinitely more tangible than my 30, 50 years of religious observance, checklist, that's all you gotta say, that's why. Because you didn't daven over having a muna. you just thought I either have it or I don't. It's not. It's a muscle. It's a muscle. And it's so worth, like Cliff always says, it's so hard to go to the gym, but it's so worthwhile. So just substitute the word hard with worthwhile when it comes to investing in the gym of the neshama, and it leads you there. Kiat, second line on the bottom paragraph, Only you... Only knew Hashem know how how hard it really truly is to get to the place we're talking about through all the thickness and the layers of all the things that take me away from believing that it's worth investing in the Amuna. 
על ידי תאוות הגוף המתגברים בכל עת. ובעוונותינו הרבים תש כוחנו ומטה ידינו מאוד. We're weaker and weaker and weaker. As much as we think we're stronger, we're actually physically weaker. You know, this week in Bnei Brak, I think it was a big yeshiva, where this past Shabbos, the Sefer Torah, fell out of the arm kodesh, fell on the floor. Now, back in the day, when our grandparents, right, were around, if a Sefer Torah fell on the floor, was there a shayla if you fast or not? Mapitam. Of course you fasted. And the Psaq came out today, it's like, look, we're too weak. If you make the kids fast in yeshiva, they're not going to be able to learn. So they just said, okay, everyone, for that day on Thursday, it's a day of tshuva, no fasting, you can only eat bread and, and drink water for the whole day. Tash kocheinu. Walter Rebbe speaks about this in Tani, about all the fasts one should technically be doing for certain transgressions. But we're, we're, we're not made of that anymore. But that's also okay, Hashem knew that. And Hashem knew there'd be a tzaddik yisod olam that comes to the world to give us something that is exactly for our door. The path to give a perush to the chatterbox. The sicha. To be connected to Torahs like this, to tefillahs like this. And that's why Rebbe Nassim ends off by saying, you have to please merit with your compassion. On my own, I won't get there. Could I really say that I could put an end to all the things that take me away from going to the gym? Come on. They're always there. Those sounds are always there. Ah, you're not going to have enough koach later for your kids. You need to save your energy. You could be doing, you know, all the excuses in the world. Just ki im bekoach ha'emunah k'doishah Shetazakeinu l'ikanes u'likalel betoch ha'emunah V'khlaliyot gadol ad shenizkeh L'hiyot ne'echal ha'emunah Until we become those that are consumed By this world called emunah which is also the same concept of being consumed, absorbed, eaten up in the best way by the Holy Land, by Eretz Yisrael. We'll merit what the Pasuk said. I trust you. I trust you. You want me to listen to me? I trust you. I'm going to run to you. Dwell in the land. With an ayin. Means to shepherd faith. Only you, you alone, you again, only you, only you, only you, only you, only you, you alone, you again, only you, 
person that actually is ready to do this? What do you do? How do you know if you're a person that's ready to become like completely absorbed and consumed by something bigger than you? We had an example of a person like that that just died 10 days ago. There was a bright, bright light that passed away on the eighth day of Hanukkah. And that's Rav Drukman. Rav Drukman Zichitzalik Livracha. He had a biography written on him. But it was basically, the title of the biography was really his life. And it's a word he said over and over and over again. He said the word Hineni all the time. Hineni means, here I am. Here I am. I'm here. For whatever you need me for, I'm here. So I'm going to be consumed by whatever you need me for, and that's how I'm going to live my life. Reb Nassim sees the Rebbe's light. He knows he's the master of the quill. And he says, Hineni. And he doesn't stop writing. He's getting shechted and beaten up by not just misnagdim, by many other chassidim. But he's in the state of Hineni. He's consumed. He's consumed by the Yemunah. The Yemunah is driving him. To say Hineni, to say, I'm fully here. I'm in it completely. I'm fully in it. There's no more games. I'm fully in this. I'm fully in this world of Yemunah. Which means I daven over it. Which means it becomes... It becomes the sound... We were talking about soundtracks last week in Ashir. It becomes the soundtrack of the home that I'm building. It's a good exercise. Give a word to the soundtrack of the home that you were raised in. It's a little bit dangerous for some people, but because it may be a very dark <laughs> title. Or give a soundtrack to the home you want to build right now. What's the, what's the title track? What's the name of the title track? It becomes the soundtrack of your life. It becomes the rhythm. It becomes the, the step in your in everything. It becomes who you are. Reb Nassim says, Hineni, I'm here. Reb Drukman said, Hineni. You know who else said Hineni? Avram, Yaakov, and Yosef. They also said Hineni. I'm here. I'm in. I'm sure Yitzchak said Hineni. I just don't think it's, it's included in the Torah Shevichtav. Hineni, Rashi says, is Lashon Anava Vizvizut which means you're humble and you're quick. You're humble and you're quick. What does that mean? You know how often we, we have hineni moment, we're like hinei, and we don't, finish off, we don't finish off the knee. We're just like, I'm here, right? Not I'm here, it's like, I'm here. Like certain statements we say, it's like with a question mark, even though you're trying to say a, an actual statement, right? <laughs> I'm here, or I'm here. So, when Avram Avinu showed up, it was, I'm here. When Yaakov Avinu showed up, I'm here. Yosef Atzadik, I'm here. There was, this is it, Gamarno, we're, we're on this path. A person that can say, I'm here, they're humble because they've been consumed by something much bigger than them. It's not about them. It really isn't about them. It, it's become about something much bigger than them. Reb Nassim, who could have been the greatest, greatest, greatest Hasidic Rebbe in his own court. Allah Tzadikim said that about Reb Nassim. He could have been the greatest. He could have had the, he could have, could have had the largest court in the world. But he's completely consumed 
by Rabbi Nachman. You know, today in Chabad, do you know who this reminds me of? Huh? Of Ginsburg. Yeah. Of Yitzchak Ginsburg. A gaon like him is, is once every generation, maybe. Gaon shebagaonim. There is such bitl and being consumed by the light of the seven Nesim in Lubavitch by the vast Rebbe that it's not even, it's not even an Inyan Bichlam. But to become consumed by it is, uh, I know it sounds threatening, it's like, what's going to be with my self-identity? Till you realize that, like, wow, what an identity you're about to get. You're about to become a shliach of Eretz Yisrael, you're about to become a shliach of light. Rav Shukman looked at his life and he said, I, I, if my life was given to me by a gift, saved three times in the Holocaust, and then once he was saved by a terrorist attack here where the guy sitting next to him, his driver, was killed, and he was injured, he said anyone that their life is given to them by as a gift, they've got to do something with their life. And then he stopped and he said, well, when you think of it, every person's life was given to them in the gift. Not only those that were saved. Everyone's life was given in the gift. Everyone's got to get to a place of Hineni. I'm here. If Nassim had his moment of Hineni, and he was Zariz and Anav. Anava Vezrizut. As my precious brother-in-law's brother taught my daughter, a whole Shita. Shetel? Yes, I've already spilled the names yesterday. Yehuda's brother has a... It's a... I mean, I think he's, I think he's kidding. I don't know. I can't even know of him. Yehuda's younger brother, Shmaya, has a Shita that... Really, there was no such person as Rabbi Nachman. It was all Rabbi Nassim. But he was so anav to the core that he had to create this other figure to hide behind all the light. And he's just like, it's, you know. <coughs> so my daughter actually believes that. She always, now when we, like, nah, a little bit less now, but when she first heard this sheet, whenever someone would say Rabbi Nachman in the house, she'd always go like this. Rabbi <laughs> 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 <Like> Nachman, right? <laughs> You know, you know, I wouldn't pass, you know, I wouldn't put it past them, but this is, a, this, is, this is the life we're living, that could happen. But what, what I want to say is that with Eretz Yisrael, we're here. Reb Nassim is saying to us, if you're not going to daven to be absorbed by what Eretz Yisrael is really all about, the land will spit you out. Now, what is Eretz Yisrael all about? It's the first two words we said about Eretz Yisrael that Hashem told Avram Avinu. And now we're just going to end off by taking it full circle. The two words that Eretz Yisrael is all about is Asher Areka. The land which I will show you who you are is what God told Avram Avinu. That's what we're busy doing by coming home here. Now it's true. For many years, and even now to a certain extent, we haven't had the privilege, the luxury, or the peace in order to just sit back, each person in their own, their own backyard underneath their, you know, in their, or in their vineyards, and just lay back and be like, hey, it's just, oh, let me do an eight-hour Yisraelis, and Akoga said, why? Maybe not us, but all my Israeli neighbors, their fathers, brothers, grandfathers, all were on the front lines, making sure that they were literally staying alive so that you and I could sit here and do our Yiddish thing. But if we're not going to dive into become consumed and absorbed with the concept of Asher Ar Eka, 
the land will spit us out, which means you'll feel like a foreigner here, or you won't even be here. This is why Reb Nassim takes these two things in this tefillah back to back and says, I want to be consumed by the light and bring me to Eretz Yisrael. Because that's what Eretz Yisrael is essentially all about. This is what the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael is all about. And that's why it's so, it, it, frankly, it's, it's very humbling whenever my wife and I come here to this home, to other friends of ours that we have here in Tekoa that are living that life that they understand my, my achiza, my grabbing on to the land is dependent on how much I'm in an asher ar-eka relationship with God and with the mitzvahs and the Torah that I keep. That it's clear to them that that's, that's what this is all about. So I want to give us all the bracha. And please give me a bracha back. A, that we get to learn much more together this year. That's a selfish bracha. Bet, is that we have enough omits to become ne'echal ulehitapech lemahut ha'emunah kedusha? That we have enough courageousness in the heart that we become brave, brave people, brave people, and that 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 level of being brave leads us to a, even if it doesn't feel so safe, even if it feels threatening, but it's a that that I'm working with inside that knows that I must move towards that direction of asher areka because that's why I came here in the first place. That's why we're here in the first place. So I want to give everyone a bracha of Rav Kukser called Omer Tzalev, to have this bravety in the heart. And Bisad Lishmaya, in the schus of someone that literally became Ne'echal by the tzaddik, that became completely <coughs> absorbed and consumed and eaten up in a holy way, uh, by by his light, that light should continue to penetrate the deepest, deepest depths of our being and should continue to guide us towards walking on the narrow bridge which Reb Nassim already told us is called Emet. And we should always know, and deep down in our hearts, that if a moment of our Emet means I have to tell someone else that their Emet is not so strong, boy, do I have to go home and do homework again. But to have enough guts and be like, okay, Sheva Yipot Tzadik Vikam. Maybe my connection to the emet wasn't, it wasn't, maybe I didn't let go enough of what I needed to let go to become absorbed by the emet. Because when you're consumed by the emet, no one threatens you. No one's truth, no one's light, no one's opinions, no one's threatens you. Can you imagine walking the face of this earth without feeling threatened by anyone's opinion? <laughs> Can you imagine that? That's what it means to walk with the light of the tzaddik that's consumed you. And Alavai Eretz Yisrael and the Lurish Beveretz Yisrael should walk in the path of loving the world, but not being at all, at all absorbed with what anyone thinks about us. Bless you. And not to go down that path at all, to look assured. But we got to be consumed only. Can you imagine if, like, in the next, in the next, like Yeshivat Nemshala, like when the government, uh, bless you, the government has its weekly meetings. Whenever they meet, every man to the meet, like Bibi says, okay, listen, we have so much work to do in order to protect Eretz Yisrael, in order to be connected to Eretz Yisrael. This is why the Am chose. It seems to be this is why the Am chose us now. So obviously, we all have to do at least. We're going to start off with twenty minutes. He's 
in our offices and then come back to the table and start talking about why we're here in the first place. Listen, that's not as, as wild as telling us 76 years ago, you know you're going to have a whole country here and win all these wars. That's much more wild than Hashem being able to do absolutely anything. So sing one more nigga.
you have to leave with at least one new nigan, because the thing about getting excited about Asher Al-Eka is that you realize you don't know yourself yet, there's still more, than, more to come, so Hanukkah was a very strong uh, uh, yantiv of nigunim this year, it was very special. A lot of the nigunim were coming down by different nights, I don't remember all of them, but one, I'm trying to remember right now, because it had to do with basically looking, looking at everything we just said right now, looking at, the, looking at everything we already have in a new light, not finding new things, looking at everything that we already have in a new light with the Or Chadash. Mm-hmm. Oh, here it goes. I got it. Thank you, Hashem. Mm-hmm. Okay, listen to this one. This is very, very close to my heart right now.